Hello and welcome to the Zurich Life podcast. My name is Ian Slattery and I'm joined today by my colleague Richard Temperley, Head of Investment Development. Together we'll be looking at the investment market performance recently and also discussing Zurich's current fund positioning. The Zurich Life podcast is available to download through the SoundCloud app and also on zurich.ie. You can also subscribe through both iOS and Android, which will allow you to download and listen offline. This investment podcast does not constitute an offer and should not be taken as a recommendation from Zurich Life. Advice should always be sought from an appropriately qualified professional. Good morning, Richard. And um, Positive sentiment appeared to stay with markets throughout the month of July. Would that be fair to say? Yes, Ian, and good morning to you. Uh, yes, markets we continued uh, their upward uh, movement in July, uh, mainly helped by the prospect that the Federal Reserve was going to cut interest rates. Now, we've talked about this a couple of times over the last few podcasts, but there has been a, a major change by the US Federal Reserve, who maybe a year ago were talking about a number of rate rises during 2019. Uh, and we saw this major U-turn about uh, two months ago, where they talked about cutting interest rates. And they actually started the process on the last day of July when they cut US interest rates for the first time in a decade. So this uh, stimulus from the US Federal Reserve and other central banks around the world, uh, that, um, that, that allowed markets, particularly equities and bonds, to move higher during the month. Um, not, as, say, not as strong as in, as in June, and some of the gains we saw in a number of markets uh, were helped by the fact that the euro was slightly weak during the month and that that helped the eurozone investor as regards their their returns and what about earnings i suppose we saw the q2 earnings come to a close throughout the month of july how were they received by the markets yes um, earnings helped uh, not as strong a factor as the change in the federal reserve but earnings were, were reasonably strong uh, for the second quarter, which results are, have been coming out over the last few weeks. So decent earnings reports uh, in the US in particular, and that, that supported markets. However, the outlook uh, for the future is not quite as strong as previously expected. So yes, the earnings did help, but a little bit of concern over uh, future earnings growth, mainly due to the fact that global growth has slowed down a little bit. Attributing to that global slowdown, what sort of other concerns are in the market at the moment? Well, we've seen a slowdown, particularly outside the US, uh, China, Europe. So that's, that is a concern. And uh, on top of that, we have the trade wars that are going on principally between the US and China. This is a theme that keeps coming back to the markets and can cause markets to to come off. So it is a major concern, the US-China trade war. On top of that, manufacturing data around the world is weak, particularly in countries like Germany, where we see um, very weak manufacturing data. And of course, the manufacturing sector is particularly important in countries like like Germany. So these concerns of, of slowing economic growth, trade fears, as well as tra- the trade wars between China and the US, and weak economic, uh, weak manufacturing data, they are still there. They were, they've been put on the back burner for a couple of months, but we're monitoring these uh, developments very carefully. You mentioned that the uh, Fed rate cut has helped propel both equities and, and bonds. So if we look at equities first, was there much difference in the performance of uh, different geographical areas over the month of July? Yes, Ian, um, there were some differences. It wasn't positive across the board. A couple of markets were in negative territory. Ireland, primarily due to Brexit concerns, 
but more, probably more importantly, Hong Kong, which was down nearly 3% on the back of uh, political tensions uh, in, in Hong Kong. But overall, most markets were up. Uh, Australia was the strongest market, up 3%. UK up just over 2%. And the influential US market up just over 1%. But as I said earlier on, the, the gains, many, many of the gains for Eurozone investors during July relate to the fact that the currency, the Euro currency, was a little bit weak during the month. Uh, and as an act, active equity manager, we also take positions on different sectors within the stock market. And then we've seen this narrative between um, economically sensitive cyclical stocks versus more defensive stocks play out over the, the last little while. Sector-wise, was there big differences across the major sectors? Well, Ian, so far this year, there's been a clear position of, of the cyclical stocks outperforming defensive stocks. So that's been a feature throughout 2019. Uh, that wasn't particularly the case during July. It was a mixed bag of returns between different sectors. Um, so uh, the trend of cyclicals outperforming defensives d- didn't occur during the month. However, year to date, as I said, it's been the cyclical areas that have outperformed and the best of those has been technology in the US, which is up over 30% so far this year. And uh, interestingly, technology was also the strongest sector during July. Moving over to fixed income, and you've mentioned um, the effect interest rate cuts or, or shifting interest rate expectations can have on bonds. In terms of both bond prices, which move inversely to yields and the yields themselves, what were some of the big moves that we saw throughout the month? The action was really in the Eurozone as opposed to the US. The US, the yield was actually flat during July at around 2%. And here we saw Eurozone bond yields fall even further. um, And that means the prices went up. So the Eurozone uh, government bond index was up about 2.5% during July, which is a strong move. And the index is up by nearly 12% so far this year and 12% positive uh, is a strong result in any bond market. Uh, it's unusual to see uh, bond prices rise rise so much. So we have this uh, extraordinary situation in the Eurozone, in many countries in the Eurozone, primarily in Germany, where we have negative yields, which means that um, if you invest in German bonds, you're getting a guaranteed negative return, which is extraordinary. But we have these negative yields in a number of countries around the world, including Switzerland, Japan, and Germany, and, and a number of other Eurozone markets. Bonds have been strong, and they've been driven by uh, some of the, the matters I referred to earlier on, uh, a more dovish central bank in Europe, by weak economic growth in the Eurozone, particularly in the manufacturing sector. Uh, and these, uh, and of course, benign inflation. And these factors, as I said, have pushed bond prices higher and yields down to negative yields in, in, in a num- number of different markets. Uh, but you know, negative yields are a very unusual situation. And it does mean that there's very little long-term value in Eurozone bonds. Yes, and it's interesting you mentioned there the, the negative yields we see. The likes of Ireland, a 10-year bond at, at negative yields uh, or close to it at the moment and would have been unthinkable a number of years ago. If we move to the commodity sector, which obviously we have uh, a large ex- or a significant exposure to commodities and alternatives throughout our multi-asset funds, in particular the Prisma funds, uh, what were some of the, the numbers that we saw in that particular sector throughout the month? Yes, Ian, well, overall this year commodities are in positive territory. They're up about 5%. But in July, we saw a slight decline, just over 1% decline in overall uh, commodity prices. So far this year, 
as I've mentioned in the last number of podcasts, the, the action has been in energy, energy prices in general and the oil price in particular. Now, the oil price, uh, although it was flat in July, it's up nearly 30% year to date. And that has been the main driver of the overall commodity index. So other commodities have been have been more mixed. Some have been in negative territory. The other major commodity that people talk about is, is gold. Uh, the gold price rose by... Uh, 1% in July, but is up strongly uh, nearly 11% year to date. Okay, so overall, we've seen a number of, of movements across the different or the various asset classes that Zurich invest in. In terms of, in conclusion, our, our overall picture of markets at the moment and how we're positioned, in particular across our multi asset funds, would you just be able to give us a, a brief overview there? Yes, Ian, we're, we're, we remain overweight or a positive bias towards equities. We have a negative bias, a slight negative bias towards towards bonds. Uh, and the reason for that is that equities look much better value than bonds when you compare the two, the two asset classes. And that is the main reason why we have a, a positive bias towards equities. The other reason is that equity valuations are not overly expensive. Um, if you look outside the US, the PE, the price earnings multiples for various markets are now below historical norms. So we have a situation where equities look better value than bonds, they're not particularly expensive, and there is still positive earnings growth in the markets. So that's given us um, a positive bias towards equities in particular. We are, however, cognizant of the negatives that that pertain, um, the stalling of economic growth in a number of economies, Uh, We have uh, other concerns, like I mentioned, about the trade situation, very weak manufacturing data. So we're monitoring monitoring these developments very carefully, and that could cause us at some point to change our positions. But as I say, we remain uh, a positive bias towards equity markets. Well, that brings us to the end of our monthly investment update. Uh, Thank you, Richard, for that in-depth analysis. And thank you, our listeners, for your time. Uh, As always, for more information on our fund range and to catch up on our latest investment news, please visit Zurich.ie. Past performance is not a reliable guide to future performance. Benefits may be affected by changes in currency exchange rates. The value of your investment may go down as well as up. If you invest in these funds, you may lose some or all of the money you invest. Zurich Life Assurance PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.